Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show about living your best life. So um, on Straight Talk, we generally cover topics uh, about mental health, nutrition, and your health overall. And one topic that we haven't touched till now, which today is the day, is how do you find a good therapist when you're looking for professional help? You know, I remember when I went to school I found it so fascinating to find out that there's so many different kinds of therapy and so many different kinds of training, and yet the average person opens the phone book and looks under psychologists or psychotherapists, rarely even knowing the difference. Uh, you know, and we get lots of calls asking for psychiatrists, what's the difference? Today, we're going to tackle all of that. We're going to tell you the difference between social workers, psychotherapists, psychologists, um, different styles and orientations. So if you ever find that you're struggling in your life, that you will know how to find someone who can really be of help to you. Um, Also, the reason this show topic was important to me is that you... In the field of psychotherapy, which includes, you know, again, psychology, um, uh, psychotherapists, and all different kinds of modalities, you will find a lot of people go into this field because they suffered a lot in their own life. And that's a good thing, because if you've suffered, then you'll be able to relate to people. But what is not a good thing is that there are a number of psychotherapists and psychologists that end up in the field helping others before they've helped themselves. So, um, and that can be very tricky because your therapist can only take the client as far as she's taken or he's taken themselves. So today on Straight Talk, we tackle how to find a good therapist. What are you looking for? Uh, what are the different uh, qualifications? Uh, Georgia will be joining us soon. Um, Georgia Dow from the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. Uh, even her and I have different modalities and different backgrounds. Um, so we'll go through all of it. Um, sit tight and you definitely want to understand. Um, and we'll start with that. The difference between psychiatrists, psychotherapists, psychologists, social workers, coaches. That's another big one these days. Um, and so that you can make an informed decision uh, when and if you seek help and maybe that's the first thing I'd like to talk about is when would you seek help and why would somebody seek help so before I go any further if you have any questions certainly join the conversation by calling us up 1-866-472-5792 again that's 1-866-472-5792 if you prefer to text in a question you can text it to 514-796- Four three five seven, and we will answer it if we get it. So again, five one four seven nine six four three five seven for a text question, or call us directly at one eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. Okay, so I'm going to start with, you know, again, I mention it often on the show um, that I am the daughter of Europeans. So Europeans, as many people uh, out there listening might be first generation as well, um, used to think that psychotherapy and psychology was for crazy people. And that used to be what they were told. 
And unfortunately, it created a bit of a stigma. Like, my parents, unfortunately, are not with me anymore, but they really believed that I treated crazy people. I don't treat crazy people at all. I treat people that are just like you and I, uh, people going through life and the many different challenges that go through life. A high-functioning adults is my clientele. Um, so I think we have to start off with the fact that psychotherapy and psychology is often very stigmatized as being that there's something terribly wrong with you. Um, that is not the case, typically. Uh, what is typically the case is that you've hit a wall in your life and you're looking for some new ways of dealing with it, some strategies. In our case, a lot of times anxiety shows up. Anxiety is very, very treatable with the rest, with the correct strategies. It tends to get worse without them. So it's almost like going to a teacher and learning how to cope. Now, that sort of brings us to psychiatry. What's the difference between psychology and psychiatry. Okay, so psychiatrists are medical doctors. They study like GPs study, like all doctors study, and then their last year of study is on the mind. So they are generally, (coughs) excuse me, here in Canada anyways, they're called upon when somebody is seeking here, particularly medication, uh, for and some of those more serious disorders, bipolar, uh, sometimes borderline, schizophrenia, and so on and so forth. And or if we're looking at possibly a very severe depression that or a severe anxiety problem that might need medication, they are experts in medication and they can prescribe medication. However, as I mentioned, their schooling is mainly in medicine. So in terms of ongoing talk therapy and support, they may not be the right choice. So again, a lot of times people say, well, I'm going to go to a psychiatrist. Good idea if you're looking for a medication route. Good idea if there's a serious beyond high functioning problems. If you think that you're having huge mood swings, one day you're spending a fortune, the next day you're in bed Uh, You know, I'm giving a very crass example of bipolar type of behaviors. If a therapist has recommended you see a psychiatrist, if your medical doctor has recommended you see a psychiatrist. um, So you're going to see a medical doctor who can prescribe medication. Psychology, which goes under the category of psychologists and psychotherapists, we in that category do not prescribe medication. We can, however, write a note to a doctor or, again, refer you to a psychiatrist to work in conjunction with our services. But our services are um, a a great deal about talk therapy, um, depending on the kind of therapist, strategy-based Um, on how to help your problems. So that opens up really a big, big discussion on the different kinds of therapy that are out there. So again, psychologists and psychotherapists, uh, both are generally, there are exceptions, but generally dealing with this in an office setting. um, And again, with either talk therapy, supportive therapy, or strategy-based therapy. Now, so you you might be listening and thinking, okay, so you know if you're having problems with a boyfriend or a husband or a wife or your child or you're having anxiety symptoms, yes, you would probably reach out to a psychotherapist or a psychologist. But then there, just to make it a little bit more complicated, there are these 
modalities that psychotherapists use and subscribe to. So in the field of psychology, there are many different belief systems on how to treat someone and how to heal someone. Most are highly debated, meaning, you know, within our own field, we argue about which is the best way to do it. So one of the tips I want to offer today is since there are is so much debate on which is the right modality, for me, I think it's quite important that you want to get someone who's well-versed in more than one modality because it's not a one-size-fits-all business. Uh, that's one very important point. Another important point is that um, most of therapy that we see in TV and in movies is, you know, you're lying on a couch and you're talking about your childhood and how angry you may have been at your parents. That is traditional psychotherapy and it is not um, applicable in all cases. So if that's what you're looking for, that would be known as psychodynamic in nature You want to go back to your past, and I think that there's a lot of importance to looking at our past to understand our present. However, it is my belief system that looking at your past without starting to bring it to the present could keep you stuck in the past. So there is another therapy that is um, often used, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. Now, this therapy is the one therapy that's not debated too much when it comes to anxiety and depression treatment. Almost every therapist will agree it is the treatment of choice for anxiety and depression. So if you're listening and you have anxiety or panic attacks or phobias, um, or, or mild to moderate depression, you definitely want to make, when you make that call, you want to ask the therapist that you're considering working with if they are trained in cognitive behavioral therapy. It is a very specific training. Now, cognitive behavioral therapy refers to the here and now. So not so much about the past, but more about what's going on right now. And it is strategy-based meaning the therapist is going to teach you strategies to reduce your anxiety and depression immediately, which is pretty cool because things start to get better pretty quickly. Now, for some issues, cognitive behavioral is not appropriate. So I want to take a little pause because it's a lot of information coming at once and sort of, you know, review the different modalities, but also keeping in mind that there is going to be a factor that we're going to get to when Georgia gets here, which is, even bigger than the modality of the therapist. I'm sure you can guess what it is. It's having a great alliance with your therapist. Now, my radio show is called Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. And if you're listening to this show and you're a client of mine, you would be able to confirm that I am a very straight talker. So when somebody comes to see me for therapy, they're going to get straight talk, direct answers. There's not going to be, you know, sometimes you go to a therapist and the therapist, I hear a lot about therapists saying very little and the, the client talks and reaches their own conclusions, which is very cool and works very well for some people. Uh, The kind of therapy that I do, and most of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression does, not exclusively, is much more directive, meaning if somebody's hitting the wall, we believe in teaching you strategies, teaching you about boundaries and consequences that can really immediately impact your life and really definitely point out to you when you're, as we call it, putting your hand in the blender. So some people love that. I would say most people love that directness, um, but not everybody loves that. So that's another thing you have to consider. Do you want someone who's going to be straight with you, who's going to tell it to you as it is and give you some advice that will direct you? Or are you looking more for somebody to just listen and support you? 
That's a very big difference because um, I could tell you that uh, a lot of people reach out to me and Georgia is also the same way. She'll be here soon. Very direct and they really appreciate that directness. But I'm sure if someone came to see me and they didn't want directness, I probably wouldn't be their cup of tea. And I think that's really important for therapists um, to be comfortable in their own skin enough to not take it personally if a client doesn't feel comfortable with you. So that's another thing you want to be looking for is, you know, is the therapist open to the fact that this is a collaborative experience that, um, you know, if if I if a client of mine would say they're not comfortable with my style, that I wouldn't be insulted. I would say, I you know, I get that. And let me refer you to someone who I think would be a better fit. So we're looking for a strong therapist who's comfortable. And this, you know, before we go to the break, this brings up also cost because um, there's a lot of different price points for psychotherapy. Um, and certainly there are good people at every price point. But to get a specialist, you usually have to spend more. We're going to take a short break. Um, and we're going to come back and talk about what a good alliance looks like. What is it like when you find your magical therapist? You'll know it. I guarantee it, but I'll give you some clues. We will be right back. Please call in or text us in any questions. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-504. Or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. 
You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back talking about how to find a therapist, a good therapist. Um, if you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 1-866-472-5792. You can always send us a text at 5, 1-514-796-4357. Uh, before we go any further, uh, always so important to me to mention our sponsor, Spa Minari. Uh, spa Minari is a spa here in Montreal, which just pampers uh, their guests uh, talk about a type of therapy that I definitely think going to get a good massage or a facial or some beauty treatments is a type of psychotherapy, if you will. Um, call them at 1-514-695-5040. And if you mention Straight Talk with Sandra Reach, you'll get 15% off on any treatment. Again, remember to mention Straight Talk with Sandra Reach or go to their website, spamanary.com. I was talking with my producer on the break, and he and I were discussing what about when you just want to find a therapist just because there is not a big problem going on in your life. And I really appreciate him bringing up that point because really when you think about it, what a nice thing to do to meet up with someone once a week, once every two weeks. That's another thing. A good therapist is not going to put pressure on you to come to appointments. You don't have to go every week. You don't have to go every second week. You go as you want. I really think that to me it's a big warning sign if a therapist would put pressure on you on how often you you need to come. Now, again, if my client's in dire straits and says, how often should I come? I probably would tell them once a week. But if they said they couldn't, I'd be okay with that. So, you want to find somebody if you know if you're looking just for supportive kind of therapy like you know you're going through your life and you just want to catch yourself before you hit a wall again then we're going to get down to alliance are we looking for somebody who's going to be very direct are we looking for someone just to listen this is very important if you're looking for someone just to listen to you and just sort of bounce things off of them, you're looking, you want to be asking your therapist, you want to be asking the person, are you, is your style more supportive, empathetic? Is your style more directive? What is the style? Again, I can talk for myself and Georgia's just arrived. Um, for me, if I was to go see a therapist that didn't say a word, I, I think I'd lose my mind. I feel like I, if I'm hitting a wall, I want someone to tell me I'm hitting a wall. Welcome to the show, Georgia. Hey. You just got here. I Thank you so much. Here. You've just been in session with clients. We're talking about how to find a good therapist. Before we get into it with you, what kind of therapist would you look for? If you, you know, if you were looking, the question has come up about even if you were planning to go, you decided to introduce therapy into your life as a once a week concept, you did not have a problem. You just wanted some supportive therapy. Would you be looking for someone who would give you feedback or would you be looking for someone who just listens or what, what would be important to you? It's funny because when I was in uh, school to become a therapist, I met a lot of different therapists that were teaching me and I had one teacher and I had a lot of, uh, very old school psychodynamic kind of um, blank. Which we talked about, which is going back into oh, the past. Yes. Yeah. And, and blank slates. Blank slates. Don't say anything. They're and trained that way. They're too. trained that yeah. way. And, and there's a reason for that. But I remember um, going through and being taught that, and I felt so uncomfortable. Me too. It, it was, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's probably why we like each yeah. other so yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> because when I was there, I was 
saying that if I was telling someone my heart-wrenching story and they stared at me with a blank face, I think that I would, it would make me exceptionally uncomfortable and feel judged and, and that, which is you know why they do it is so that you can project and deal with that. But I just would never go back. I really wouldn't myself be yeah. able to. And there's many different types of, of therapy that could be useful but that made it horrible for me. And I remember when we would like, you know, do the, the back and forth and I would say something that I thought was mildly witty. And there was no laughter. There wasn't even a smile. And I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, maybe that wasn't that funny, really. And it, it stopped me from being able to tell my story. Yeah, it's and same. if I'm, I'm paying, like I felt to myself, this was, and this was my, my opinion, and this is just like a person's opinion. I'm not speaking... You know, because everyone, there's different things, but, you know, to have to, to, I could, I felt like I could do this against a wall or a mirror and, and it would Get be same results. similar results to yeah. that. Um, and that, you know, what I really want sometimes is life advice or, you know, ha- helpful or be able to tell me, you know what, you're doing something wrong. I think that you're really good, Sandra. And I remember when I, I first started working at the clinic that sometimes I would do something and you'd go, oh, why did you do that? And I'd be like... Ugh, why? Why did I? Why did I do that? And often that was like breaking for me. Of like, I I found something that was like that kernel of truth of like, why am I doing that? A question that I wouldn't have asked because when you're in your own self, it's normal, right? You you're blind. That's why you can't do your own therapy. Really, it me doing it to the wall you have a would blind not be that. Spot, a blind because spot. it's my blind spot. Yeah. So for me, that's normal. And you get that reflection back from someone that says hmm, that may not be the way. You can kind of take a look. And I think a lot of our conversations when we have and um, when Sandra and I get together, it's kind of like we're both giving like mild therapy to each other while we do it because that's what we do for a living all the time is that we've had it reflected back. And I was like, huh, no, maybe maybe that is a different way to look at that. And that is what I like. I want to grow and I want to become a better person. But I don't want to take the amount of time that it would take to do that type of therapy. Plus, it makes me feel exceptionally uncomfortable and judged, which is not pleasant for me. And I, I that's why when I met, I'm just going to say it again. When I met Sandra, that's why I think that I really enjoyed you so much was that I was like, oh, my goodness, this is a therapist that I could go to. Oh, that means so much to me. Um, I think that, you know, before you arrived, uh, actually, right before the break, we were talking about price points. And I think that Mm. price points and finding a specialist is something that I want to get into because it's a bit like going to a GP as opposed to going to a specialist. We'll get to that. But I think that I think that my experience has been that most people do appreciate some feedback. I think that therapy school often tells us this blank slate concept, don't give feedback, allow your clients to arrive at their own decisions. And I think that there is value. Like I don't take my clients and t- make them come to an answer that is my feeling. That's they a good point. They still exist yes, yes, and they're yes. still part of the process. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. And the other thing I want to get out there um, is so you and I are sort of a little bit more direct than the typical therapist, but I think it's very important that it be put in there because when you're looking for a therapist, you want someone who's direct but loving. Yes. Okay. Because yes. so if I'd asked you why, if it was done aggressively, I don't think you would have liked it too much. It has to be done with a certain amount of love. Like, hmm, I don't quite get that. Like, what's yes. that all about? Yes. Um, or what I do with my clients, and I think you do something similar, is like when I'm challenging them, which is hard to hear, mm-hmm. is like a reminder that 
you know, kind of like, I care deeply for you. I'm, and therefore, I'm seeing this happen, what's going on. Um, I think we, I think you brought up a very important point is we need to feel safe with your therapist. So if yes. you do go see a therapist and you're interviewing one and the whole session you felt very uncomfortable, I would take that as possibly not the greatest sign. I mean, you shouldn't be in a warm, hot, warm bath mm-hmm. that they're just telling you, yes, I understand, yes, I understand. But you shouldn't be like thinking, like you said, that you're being judged yeah. and you're getting nothing out of it. So you you are going to pay money, but I, I would like to feel that my clients walk off feeling that was worth every penny. Yes. That's important. And I think that would be important to me when I go see anyone, even a massage therapist. Yes. I want to feel it was worth every single penny. Yes. And that's your gauge. And that I'm I'm cared for. And I think that that's somewhere where we both um, match really well is that you really care about your job and your people and to get them there. I think that um, the problem with having a very um, – f- someone that would not give me any feedback, I think that I would not know it might be harder for me to feel like, you know, they they care about my journey and they're with me on that journey. Yeah. and. For me, that's important. I want it to be, you know, it's not always going to be fun. Some of the best sessions are ones that are difficult because, you know, it's great to have a therapist tell you the good stuff, but a therapist should also tell you the areas where are your weaknesses. Love hearing the good stuff. It's hard on me still to this day to hear the stuff that I'm not good at. Right. I get a little like, oh, really? And, you know, but I learn from that and that's what I grow from. It's almost like when you um, write a paper to your teacher and you do this wonderful essay and you get it back and there's just a mark, right? That's the way I wouldn't feel. That's like kind of the blank kind of blank slate. It's just just given back and then you can interpret why you got that mark. I like to get the feedback. I'm interested in the process. You know, somebody just texted and I won't say their name, but they're actually a client of both yours and mine. And they just, the person just texted and I loved your challenges. So you see, they appreciate it, but not always in the moment. It's a little bit hard yes. to be challenged, but yes. I, you know, it's it's always hard to find out something about yourself that's not pretty. And of course, those are where the challenges usually lie. Um, you know, we're going to go into a break soon, but before we do, you know, I promised also that we're going to talk about the difference. I talked about psychiatry before you got here, psychology and psychotherapy, which I didn't really ex- finish explaining the difference between the two. There's not much of a difference. It depends on the person's educational background and also the order they belong to, but technically they're both doing psychotherapy therapy but in terms of insurance it's going to make a huge difference so you need to check their credentials um, to be part here in Canada and Quebec to be part of um, an order you have to have a minimum of a master's degree in psychotherapy and psychology mm-hmm. um, and uh, again there are certain requirements that are different for psychology and psychotherapy but what I wanted to bring up also is coaching, because that seems to be all over the place now. Coaching is not the same as psychotherapy, is it? No, and and it's a, a lot of different training to what you're going to be doing. And if you're dealing with something that is very serious, now you might say, well, it's more affordable. But I think that you want to remember that, like, what is the most important investment you make is the investment you make to yourself. And you we often go on a nice fancy trip or cruise and that's going to be a few thousand dollars and we might go on two maybe in the year and save up for that but we want to then cheap out on our own treatment for ourselves which is so vastly important i truly believe that this should be something that everyone does 
it's so helpful and, and what a better we're not taught how to live our lives we're taught how to drive our cars we're taught how to deal with Such geography and math but we're not taught what happens when we feel angry or hurt or deal with conflict or what are boundaries and how to have healthy ones and raise our kids so well, I really just brought think, up some great topics for people to seek out therapy yeah yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, this is money that you are giving back to yourself that will make you more fruitful in your life and happy. And it actually will bring you back money later in life and make you or more happy or have better relationships. So I think that we get stuck on cost often and it's, it's time also. But out of all of the things that you could learn about, what would be better than learning about yourself? Brilliant point and, uh, you know, inspirational, really. So thank you for that. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back on danger signs and your therapist. Things mm-hmm. that really, these are things you don't want in a therapist, according to us, um, because... I did mention that there are unfortunately a lot of people going to the field that sometimes haven't worked out their own stuff. That does happen. And you have to be, the therapist has to walk the walk. So we'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-504. Or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing, regain that loving feeling, bring your intimacy to a new level, and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. 
So I'm here with my colleague and friend, Georgia Dow, top psychotherapist at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. And I, I'm going to start, Georgia, by, because you weren't here at the beginning of the show, about, you know, I discussed doing this topic with you. Why do you think doing a topic on how do you find a good therapist is important? What, why do you think that's important? Because you're dealing with, you know, you might be at a very fragile state, and this can be very damaging. If you have a therapist that is not well-trained, is not well-versed, we'll talk about all the danger signs, this can be really harmful and hurtful. And I've heard such horror stories that my people have been through and been damaged by that. Or it might be just money that is not going to be put to good use. Or then you may decide that this is the way that all therapy is and that you won't do it again. Because I think that like we spend a lot of time looking for our car. Uh, we should spend a lot of time making sure that you have the right match with the therapist. I don't even know if people know that they have a right to say that, you know, this doesn't work for me, I'm going to find someone else. Well, I talked about that, actually, and I said that a good therapist would not be insulted by that and say, like, and even maybe even help the client. These were warning signs to me, and therapist insists you come, you know, insists on an obligation that you must come every week. Like, it's one thing to recommend to your clients, this would be good for you to do once a week, but if the client says, I can't come once a week, I can't afford that, there should be no pressure ever put on a client, in my opinion. You want to know the modalities. I talked a little bit about the psychodynamic blank slate a little bit more the past as opposed to cognitive behavioral are the, and I suggested getting a therapist with more than one modality it, it's great if they can draw from many things instead of being stuck on one way of thinking um, but again that's not in the phone book so you really would have to call a therapist and ask some good questions you know what what what's your approach yes um, uh, success rates and, and I would say that you should ask what their approach is before you say what approach or what you are looking yes, for. Yes, yes, because they'll say whatever you want. Unfortunately, there are a lot of therapists that are, um, you know, uh, you know. Are there bad therapists, Georgia Dow? Are there there's, bad? There's bad of everything. And it may not even be that they're bad. They may not be the right person for you. And they might be brilliant, but it's not your brilliant of what you need. Okay. So that that can definitely happen. And there's bad in every single field. People that, you know, are, are dealing with their own things and don't take their own time out. Um, and maybe, you know, they, they are overworked or overloaded and, and not able to be there. And we all have, of course, off days. That happens. But you also want to make sure that you've done a little bit of research so that you feel comfortable. And if you're not comfortable or if you've tried it out, which is fine, and after a few sessions it doesn't work for you, I know that you would say, well, but I've put investments in this. I don't want to change. That's okay, too. You know, and I think that's one of the advantages of working with a clinic, any clinic, wherever you are, because if one therapist, I know when they call us, if somebody meets you or meets Mm -hmm. one of the other therapists, I always say to them, if you don't, if she's not your cup of tea, I always say it's like blind dating. Mm -hmm. It is because if the therapist reminds you of an aunt you dislike, it's not going to work. It's not going to work well, but we can pass the file to another person. And the other thing that you can know is that there, we also, and I'm sure other clinics also offer Skype. There are many, many options. You mentioned horror stories. We're talking about warning signs. What are things that are not okay to happen in a therapy session beyond the obvious? Obviously, you know, if there's any inappropriate behavior, you know, that's if you, you know, feel that the therapist is touching you or something like that feels inappropriate or you're being asked to do something that feels very uncomfortable. I think we're going to go with the assumption that that is for sure a warning sign. But what else? Like, I'll, I'll offer one. Like, I've heard of therapists picking up the phone in their session. I don't mean picking up the phone from the secretary calling. I mean, having a like a chat during your therapy session. For me, that would that would be like 
a sign of somebody who may have poor boundaries. May have poor boundaries, unless, of course, you it's know, an it's an emergency, of course. and they, they have to do that, yes, which could happen you would explain to your clients that this emergency. is an emergency or we're waiting for a doctor to be able yeah, to deal with something. Of um, yes, exactly. I think that also one of, um, you know, if, you know, you have a fear of, say, germs, and then your your therapist who's trying to teach you and help you get over that says oh my god no i'm scared of that as well and then makes you feel even more like oh but these are really the germs we really need to watch out for be careful for this (laughs) and then gives you more of an anxiety instead of helping you deal with that yeah that would also not be the right match again they may be great if you're dealing with couple counseling but maybe not to deal with uh you know you, you cannot be i always tell my people is that i can't help you if I have the same fear as you. So if I'm petrified of the dark and we can't go into a dark room together to help desensitize this, if I'm the one that's so petrified, I might even make it worse. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that your therapist understands what they can do and what they can't do. And you kind of keep on moving towards that. What about boundaries? You know, I, I think it's, you know, there's things you have to watch in a therapist because most clients do show up with, you know, they can have, that's one of the things that people go to therapy to learn is how to have good boundaries. And um, I think that it would, it's a problem like, okay, let me be more specific. Um, a therapist can run late. That happens quite often in our field. I think you probably do the same thing. If I run late, um, client, first thing I say to the client, of course, is I sorry for being late, and I say the time it is right now, and I then show them that they're going to still have their full time. Mm-hmm. For me, it would really bother me if I went to see someone. If they were running late, I could live with that. But if I didn't have my full time, that would create a very awkward situation. I'm paying for a 50 minute session, even if you ended at 45. It would bother me. It's, yes. It'll be like a Chinese water torture. It would just keep, it would, so I always want my clients to know, like, we're starting at six. We were supposed to start at quarter six, so we're going to go right till 6.50. I frame the session so yes. that no one could ever think that they didn't get what they paid for. Yes. Thoughts? And that's, I like that, and I think that it's a nice thing to do right at the beginning, just so that everyone's kind of clear and deals with it. And um, I think that other things is like, um, you know, therapists that then ask you to care for them. Yeah. is also another one. What so would that look like? Like maybe they uh, said, listen, can I borrow a 20 from you? Oh, my God. That would be, you know, inappropriate yeah. type of thing that whereas because in the therapy session, there is a role that the therapy, uh, the therapist plays is to care for you in this session. You should not be the ones caring for them. Great and that points. doesn't mean that you don't care for them. And, you know, you, you it's know, not your job. Well. But that is their job. And so, also, they, so it would, you know, great point. It would be another bad sign is that the therapist said, could you keep track of the time for me? Ooh, yes. Yeah, I've heard of that happening. I've oh, heard really? of clients offering. And I always say to that, you know, it's what you just said. It's my job. To, it's yes. not your job. Yes. Because usually clients are if, people who are, have already had to take care of people. Yeah, that is a very good point. And I have a lot of uh, clients that will say to me, oh, my goodness, we're five minutes over. I'm so sorry. And I'll say, no, it's okay. That's up to me. Yep. And I'll get a buzz when my next person's there. And don't worry about that. I take care of that. You know, it's 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 one of those things that we all have our role to do. And you want to make sure that your, your therapist is really clear on what they're doing and why. And I think that that is also something that's really important, that you can ask your therapist a question and they won't become defensive. That's another really big red flag is if you ask them, well, what about this? Or even you have a right to even question a therapist. Well, I'm not sure why we should do it this way. 
And I've had clients come back to me where the therapist got very upset and yeah. defensive yeah. because they were being questioned to that. It is your right, just like it is with a doctor, to find out why something is happening and for what reasons that is. And if your therapist cannot reply to that or they're so defensive, you're not going to feel comfortable and then you might not be getting the therapy that you need. Yeah, and I, I think that's, again, such a valuable point because I also think that the relationship between client and therapist mimics relationships in the client's life. Mm-hmm. So if a client came in and was angry at me, although that's not a fun thing, I think that's a great therapy session, one of the best. But the therapist has to be not defensive. So I got to take myself out, hear their anger, I may not be able to fix it, but I can Mm -hmm. certainly hear it. And they learn through that that they are entitled to have a feeling. But that, again, takes a strong therapist because a lot of therapists would do become defensive. And they don't they don't remember. It's the same with the parenting hat, right? It's the same concept. Very nice. Very similar. When you're in therapist, like, you know, we don't like when our clients get upset with us. But uh, you know what? I don't discourage it. It's okay for me, and it's rich. It's a rich session. You're upset with me. Okay, what's that all about? Yes. What's going on You might here? be touching on something that's very important, and we'll miss it if we get stuck in feeling that we are being defensive instead of being able to listen and say to yourself, hmm, what's happening here? What's really happening here? Because yeah. that anger is masking something else. Well, that brings up uh, another one of your points you often bring up is therapists are not infallible. That's another thing. We are not Martha Stewart. I'm a Martha Stewart therapist no offense, Martha Stewart, um, would not probably make you or I feel comfortable. So not only does it show us during an argument what could be going on here, but there's also a chance that we've done something wrong. We've been late one too many times and Mm -hmm. we made the client feel unimportant. It doesn't mean we're going to necessarily get on time next week, but it certainly means we'll be more conscious and more respectful and more understanding of what that feels like and to reassure the client that this isn't that I don't care about you. And I, I think that I think there's a lack of that. I think that Mm -hmm. therapists, but that brings up the fact of what a therapist needs to do is we need to walk the walk ourselves and to, and I think that's the problem is it's a hard job and a lot of therapists don't take time for self-care and then a client comes in and attacks them. Good one. And the therapist, of course, will become very defensive. So you also want your therapist to represent, look at her, look at him, to represent the qualities that you want to emulate. Someone with good boundaries, someone who, you know, we do food, sleep, exercise, someone who practices the same strategies. I find it hard to tell someone to do a strategy if I'm not doing it myself. Yes. Or at least haven't done it. Yes. Right? And and that's a difficult thing to know in your therapist. So if you're dealing with anxiety, to have a therapist that has massive anxiety might be very counterproductive because they have not actually used these tools to be able to deal with it. I think that some of the things that I am best at are issues that I've had and gotten past because I'm like, I've been there. Yeah. I know how to get you out. And they love that. And, you know, like the person who texted in, our client, thank you so much, by the way, you know who you are, uh, saying that she appreciated being challenged. Um, that's part of the process too, is to see, like I'll even say, and I'm sure you do too, we'll be, we'll take a break and we'll talk more about this, but is it, you know, is this too rough? Is this, is this, you know, you have to also sense how much is too much, you know, and a good therapist will be able to gauge that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we'll be right back with straight talk with Sandra Rich on how to find a good therapist. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back on Straight Talk, great topic today on how to find a therapist, how to find someone to help you in your day-to-day life, whether it's support, whether it's your faith hitting the wall, you're having trouble with your kids, trouble in marriage. You know, Georgia, I, I certainly feel life experience is very important. Um, it really helps me. I was a bartender for 22 years. I always bring it up because I really feel that's where I learned about life. Uh, but I also think the education of a therapist is important. These days, we, there's a lot of modalities out there. And there's, you know, there's coaches and there's healers and there's this and there's that. And I'm, no, I'm open to all modalities. What role do you think education plays? And do you think that clients should ask about the education of a therapist? Do you think it plays a huge role? I think it does. You, This is dealing with your most inner pain and, and issues. You do not want something that this is, you know, a month or a year. It's not enough time to be education. able to really, of education, to be able to deal with serious mental health issues and yeah. hurts and pains that you have. Oh, that's a good point. Mental health, for sure, you want someone who's it's, studied it's for a number of years. It's something that it shouldn't even, I, like, here we have laws against that. Yes. Um, but it, it really should be across the board because I have seen such damage done by people who are not properly trained and then are trying to help someone and, and cause a lot of harm. 
And so you want to make sure, especially if it's for your a loved one and for yourself, that you have someone that is well educated in the modality that they say that they are. And you can ask those questions. You know, you brought up a really good point just now that made me think of something, which is the one of the things when we go to school all those years, like I know we didn't go to school together, but I know you, you had the same thing as me, is that there's the ethics are drilled into our head, like ethical code, ethical code. Now, the ethical code is set up to protect the patient. Yes. And that's the problem with one of some of the other programs is number one, they don't learn that. And number two, there's nothing to govern them. So, for example, if you go see a therapist and they're willing to see your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, that is not a good sign because no. there are ethical codes against that that are set up to protect you. So even though therapists like yourself and me can be a little bit frustrating because we're very, very um, strict on the ethical code. So, for example, somebody called me today and she said, I want to come see you for my couple, but I want to come in and tell you all the problems with him first. That's a no. Okay, now why is that a no? Because the couple is the client. And so if I were to meet with her, I'd have to meet with him. Mm -hmm. Now, there are a lot of flyby therapists who would say, sure, I mean, it's money in their pockets. Exactly. But that sets up a bad, even though it sounds nice, why is not respecting ethical code so damaging to patients? Like, what's the problem, Georgia? Because it ends up getting you inside of some sort of a collusion, and it is your client that is going to get hurt and feel damaged. They are there to protect your client. And it will in the end also protect you because then you don't have to worry about sticky, uncomfortable situations that could have occurred if you had gone with, you know, the fast, easy answer if you're thinking of just money and you want to make you really the ethical code is there to protect you and also to protect the therapist to be able to make sure that they know that everyone's getting good treatment. Now I have a question for you, Sandra. So say that Great. you found a therapist. Um what would you do? What should you prepare or get ready the first time you're going to meet someone? What would be a good thing for them to do or understand or know before they go into a session? Because the first time you go into a session, it's kind of like you don't know this person. You're going to a strange room with them to talk about things that are really hard on you. What would be like a tip or idea of what they should get prepared before they go in? Well, you know, I don't know that I have a perfect answer, but if it was me, I would definitely want to go in with what is what what the core issue is so that I don't get lost in the conversation. But what I'd be looking for is my comfort level Mm -hmm. and insights. Nice. Okay, I'd be looking like, how do I feel? And that it's not on me to make because like my personality type is I like to make people feel comfortable. But if you're a patient and your most patients are that personality type, your job is not to make the therapist feel comfortable. So your job, the therapist's job is to make you feel comfortable. So it's sit back and go to the core issue. Like I'm having troubles with my husband. That's why I'm here. I want to work on this first and this first and, you know, and then ask questions, a lot of questions. I have a question back to you. Sure. Therapist says, you know what? I hear you have financial problems and you know what? Why don't we do a barter? You know, you're a hairdresser. I'll come to your hair salon and we'll work something out. Is this a kind therapist? Is this a good thing? And if not, why not? No, it's it's really not. Because if you end up going into a barter situation, it ends up that someone is usually going to end up on the wrong end of the stick. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is that if we say, you know, you're going to give me uh, six hairdressing things and I'm going to do four sessions of that. And then something can't happen. You will either end up with 
a therapist that is upset at the client or a client that is upset at the therapist. And now we've actually created another layer of problems because now can I even go to you with my, pro- if I feel anger towards you because, you know, I, we said six and you came off and it was a little bit short. It's a very colluded situation and you never want to become in a personal relationship type of situation. That's, that's the key there. That, as it's with clients or therapists. Yeah, so, and therapists know this. So if the therapist were to say something like this, this would be representative of a therapist with perhaps some caretaking boundary issues. Or that they were not properly trained, trained. or did not go through the schooling that they should have to be a therapist. Yeah. You know, it's it's unbelievable when you come and we talk about these topics. Lately, Georgia, you know, you offer so much, a wealth of information. Um, the time just flies by. And I mean, you're a therapist. I, you know, I, I recommend you to clients and I know they're going to get no nonsense, straight advice. And, you know, today when I spoke to that girl, actually, your, your name did come up. And um, I think that's very important to investigate. These are my final words. And I want to give you a chance on your final words. When you're looking for a therapist, certainly you can call us even if you don't live in Montreal at 514-777-4530. We can try to direct you in your town. Or as I said, we offer Skype. There's lots of options. But this isn't um, a commercial at all. Like, you don't have to call us. But wherever you go, you want to be looking. A team is a good idea. Since we have a team, I really find a team is a good idea because if not one, then another. Yes. And with, again, this idea that when you call the coordinator or the person on the phone that there is this idea that if you're not happy with the therapist that you won't have to repeat yourself and you could be switched easily to someone else without anyone taking it personally that's my final tip on this your final word on finding a good therapist would be that one is you are worth it two i love your idea of knowing what do you want in therapy and to write down what are your goals what are your goals for therapy before you go in so you can let the therapist know and you can know and say what would you want from that session. And you may not you may say that you want to know what you want or what's not happening in your life. That is a fair thing. You don't have to have all the answers, but this is going to be your team. And I would say that I think that it's really important that you also feel that you have a team with your therapist that you guys are in this part of the journey together to help. Collaborative. You. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, really, you want someone who's going to work with you. There's yes. a sense that we're on a team together. It's yes. not just the therapist working, and it's not just the client working. That is such a good point, right? Sandra. Because therapists are not magicians. We can't work harder than you guys. What is what? That say it again. We can't work harder than you. As a matter of yes. fact, I always tell therapists, don't work harder than your client because no. it starts to become a dysfunctional relationship. Um, People, do they have to go every week to therapy to get better? No, they don't. I often give homework. I give homework that they can do during the time so that they can get better faster. If they want to do it, great. If they don't, that's fine too, but that would be in the interim. So actually I have a lot of people that I see every two weeks, some every three, some that are getting better even every four. I make sure that they have work to do in between so that they can still get better. And if they do the work that I give them, then that's just fine empowered empowering your clients empowered therapists that is seems to be the core issue here so you want to do your research when you're seeking out a therapist they can really change your life thank you so much georgia for as usual your incredible insight and if people need to find you they can call the center 514 i know you don't know the number she never knows it 514-777-4530 how long are you working there long Long time. time Uh, and you can get to work with someone no nonsense like Georgia who makes people laugh but also gets people to the next level um, or for further information. Um, thank you again, Georgia. Uh, she's laughing because she doesn't know the phone number. Um, 
I want to thank everybody as well for joining us on Straight Talk. I, I, you know, I get, I find out that people in Japan are listening to the show. It means so much to me all across the world. I'd like to invite you all to come back next week with another fascinating topic. If you're interested in our retreats, therapy, other media that was mentioned on this show or previous shows, check out helpforanxietydepression.com. Uh, if you go on the straighttalksandareach.com site and punch in forward slash free gifts, you get all sorts of amazing things, including Georgia doing, a, I think, a relaxation strategy, if I remember right. Um, so check out also the Facebook page. Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Don't be shy to leave a question or a comment for me or any of my guests. And don't forget to like the page. You can hear this in any prior show as a podcast on my website, straighttalksandareach.com, on the podcast app of your iPhone, and on iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. And you can drop me a comment or question anytime at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. If you are a professional and you're looking for keynote speakers or training on anxiety, depression, emotional regulation, or living a purposeful life, remember that I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education. My name is Sandra Reich, and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meantime, keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.